Johnny Summers, what is Patreon.com? Patreon.com makes this podcast happen. It does. It's a way for you to sponsor the show for as little as a dollar per episode. That's like four bucks a month. Help us out because we give you cool things like we get parties. We get parties on. We get presents. Presents. There might be a pony. And bonus content. Yeah. All kinds of bonus content every single week. You're it's gonna, a blast. You're going to get facts about movies. You're going to get special stuff. You're going to get hugs. It's going to be crazy. Patreon.com slash Fresh Hop Cinema. Check it out. Let's do it. Why don't we begin? This is Fresh Hop Cinema. You nearly adopted it. Welcome to a fresh. <laughs> ah, man. The... Hey, I was gonna say welcome to a Fresh Hop Cinema episode where we start off with the Bane quote. Yeah, uh, from Johnny, and we uh, welcome to Fresh yeah. Hop Cinema. Uh, I'm trying to find a way to tie that in, but I can't. Uh, too many, too many uh, jumps yeah, in hyperspace. Welcome to Fresh Hop Cinema. Yeah. If you've never heard our show, this is a podcast about craft beer and film. Look at uh, you raining it in. My name's Max Minardi. My name's Johnny Summers. We are your two co-hosts guiding you on this adventure of film drinking and debauchery. Uh, oftentimes the debauchery doesn't come till later, which is a great segue into the structure of our show, which Johnny is going to take you through. Yes. So we have a three-part system here. The first part, we cover our first beer. And we talk a little bit about ourselves, our day, our week, our month, or even our year. Hey-oh. And... Uh, <laughs> We just, you know, do some shoot in the breeze, catch up. Yeah. And then we do the second segment. Yes. Is movie. Yeah, we get into our movie. So we talk, you know, our main thoughts. We go over our favorite parts of it. No spoilers. And then we rate it. Yes. Third segment, the danger zone. We drink more. We swear a lot. And we spoil the movie. Right. It's, uh, it's, it's just like we've all seen it. So we're covering Deadpool 2, Deadpool the sequel, Deadpool... Risen uh, is not what it's called, but it could be. They didn't go that route. Uh, and we will talk about it like we've all seen it. Yeah. So that's how the show works in a nutshell. Yes. Also, if you're just tuning in for the first time, our rating system is very arbitrary. We are not professionals in our respective industries as far as what we say on the show. Uh, we just like beer and we like movies. I'm a so professional in the beer industry. Technically, I guess you are. I guess not a beer rating. Well. B rating, maybe. B rating. Ha <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> idiot. <laughs> but rated. Ha <laughs> 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 But yes. Oh, we're spicy today, folks. Yes. But the point stands like we just, at least for me especially, uh, I just enjoy drinking beer and I enjoy watching movies. So we're not, uh, our ratings tend to be how we're feeling that day, oftentimes. Yeah. Also, if a beer just pisses me off, if it looks at me funny. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? They're at our whims of, of what you say to me, yeah, beer. Exactly. What you say to me? Uh, what do you say we kick it off with our first beer? Yeah. Let us do it. Unless, do, do we miss anything? Intro wise? No. We told people how things work. I quoted Bane. Yeah. I mean, all the usual, that's how every episode starts. Good, Max. <laughs> uh, let's talk Bear Bottle then, my friend, shall we? Um, Johnny brought a couple beers, uh, and this one that we're about to cover is called Pineapple Shakes IPA. Um, Bear Bottle does a series of their Shakes uh, IPAs, which I am just connecting to maybe alcoholism, uh, but maybe that's not what they mean. <laughs> no, this is actually, it's described on the bottle. And big shout out to Bear Bottle, by the way, because their beer labels are the most informative mm -hmm. and full of all the useful data and a lot of data that I don't know what it means. Yep. But like there's so much data on this bottle. Like it's everything you could ever want. It's yeah. fantastic. The label's cool. Uh, but this is actually a smooth, hazy pineapple milkshake beer. So this is following the trend of hazy milkshake themed 
IPAs. Is that a trend, by the way? Yes, it is. You're seeing strawberry creamsicle, strawberry milkshake IPA. Has science like, gone too far? Is the maybe. question? Like, I, I mean, mean, that's are these brewers just out of control? Yeah, like this is. So I had a beer. We should talk this beer. And then I'll no, tell you. Talk about, about the other beer. Well, so I had one um, on tap at a at a Chico spot here called Burgers and Brew, and it was a hey oh, um, it was a yeah, what was it called? It was called Mind Shaker. Oh yeah, I yeah. can't think of who brews it. Do you know? Wasn't that uh, New Glory? It might have been. Yeah, I think yeah. that was one of their new ones. It might have been a collaboration. Maybe. I think it was. I think it was New Glory and somebody else. But it was wonky, right? It was like a strawberry, banana, pineapple, like coconut. I don't know what it was, but it was like, it tasted straight up like a Kern's nectar. It was like eight point something percent, which blew my mind. How do you feel about that? Well, so I like it. Okay. Because um, part of me is like, sure, it's beer. Why not? Why, like with every other field, why, like push the boundaries, do new stuff. I think that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Create things. On the other hand, it's like you're making... Well, you're making juice with alcohol. I like. I don't know. Yeah, I mean that's kind of been a, a, a point of contention that we've broken down with hazy IPAs. Yeah, and I'm not usually the one that's like no more hazy. I'm usually like that's great, do it. Yeah, I'm the one that's like you mm-hmm. know screw hazy beers. I'm you're kidding. usually just over it. Yeah. Um. So I'm not. I'm not one way or the other yet. I haven't even tasted or seen this beer poured. So, um. I, I guess I don't feel any particular way yet. It's just an interesting thing, like a milkshake IPA or a shit. It's like a. It sounds crazy to me. I don't yeah, know. I mean they're definitely doing. Doing some different stuff. Give me some specific deets. Yeah, so actually, as it turns out, their bottle is more informative than than kind of the one sentence they have on their website. Um, I don't think you said that this is a 6.7% IPA, no. which it is. Um, what I did find on their website, and it might say this on the bottle, is that this batch was brewed with 30 gallons of pineapple juice. Crazy. Um, and I don't know what that looks like as far as like when they add that to the brewing, but I assume it's early on. Yeah, and this, this bottle has a thorough breakdown. It pretty much has the recipe for this beer. It gives you the parts per million of different chemicals to put in it, uh, the starting pH, different yeasts to use, uh, the original gravity, final gravity, uh, all the different grains that they put in it, all the different hops, and the time they put the hops in and the quantities of hops that they use. That's wild. I think it's such a cool thing, too. I think maybe we've done one of their beers before or another brewery that did this approach where they basically laid out, like, here's how you can make this beer at home, and I think, you know, yeah, it's very interesting. So the hops they use, they start out with Mosaic, uh, 10.6% AA at 0. 0.10 for so 10 specific. minutes. And then they put in some Mandarina Bavaria hops. Sure. 2.0 ounces at Flame Out. Sure. Well, yeah, Mosaic cool. hops, 4 ounces that dry hopped for 3 days. And then they finish with Pineapple hops, which is a varietal That's that I didn't crazy. know. Crazy. Uh, 2 chopped in primary. Two so, pineapples chopped? Is that, or is uh, that another Pineapple type of, hops. Oh, sure. So, okay, gotcha. Fascinating. But yeah. this bottle's crazy informative. You should pour some of that. Yeah. Um, let's talk before we get into this, uh, where you can get it and how much it costs, please. Yes. Wow, that smells like pineapple juice. I'm getting that, too. My goodness. So, this beer is available at your local Fine Spikes Bottle Shop. That's yes. where we get all of our beers for the show. I want you people to go try this out and get at us. Hit me up on Instagram because I run that ish. Yup. You can tweet Max because he runs that. I do. Or, yeah. the, well, we co-run it. That's true. And yeah. then the Facebook, you know, that's all him. Or email us. But yep. I'm still waiting for more people. I had a few last week. Yeah, we reach get, out we get, to me. We get more emails lately. In the yeah. past like month, I feel like it's been pretty good. But I mean, nobody really hit me up about the beers last week yet. I think it's a thing. Like, so yeah, if you wanna if you wanna get this beer or whatever else you're drinking this week, we'd love to hear. It's all at Fresh Hop Cinema, except our email, which is fhccast at gmail.com. Yeah. Yes. Anyways, this beer is available at Spike's Bottle Shop. They had plenty of it when I was there, and it runs seven ninety nine. Yeah, and it's a how how big? 
Uh, 16.9? 1.25 ounces. So this is a 510 milliliter. Did you mean bottle? One pint. One pint, comma, 1.25 ounces. Cool, yeah. And this is classified as a fruit beer, and it's 6.5% alcohol. See, when I think fruit beer, I think more like a a creek or something, or like a frambois. Yeah. Maybe it's not correct It's anything that they throw fruit in, I guess. I guess, yeah. So it pours like it's... Really, it looks dense. Yeah, it's like a like a brownish off yellow. Yeah, uh, very. I would say hazy yet somewhat transparent. Yeah, I I can't really do much um, analyzing look wise because I'm drinking out of a coffee mug today. Oh, that's nice. Uh, it's very good. Wow. Yeah, I want to shout out the coffee mug that I have because you bought it for me. <laughs> yes, I did. I got you that. We were at a an estate sale. Yeah. And I got him a sweet, he found this mug that just says Alaska. Yeah, by we, he means me and him. We walked across the street to this estate sale, and yeah. then we found this mug for like 75 cents. Yeah. It's a pretty sweet mug, man. I like he's it. like, hey, Johnny, can I borrow 75 cents? Yeah, can you buy me this? <laughs> Will you buy me this? Yeah. It's a good mug, but it's not good for beer. But here we are. So you can look at mine. It's fine. But this beer has a massive aroma of pineapple. Like, so much. Yeah, no, it's really good. It's, um... It's real light too. It doesn't quite give you like the. You ever had like pineapple juice? You just drink that. Yeah. Um, it's not as syrupy as that, obviously. Yeah. Um, definitely more carbonated. It's almost it's almost too carbonated for me, I think. Uh, but it's good. Like I'm I'm having a hard time balancing the beer aspects with the sweetness. Yeah. Um, I think it's interesting. I don't know that I love it. It's, it's like a carbonated pineapple juice. Kind of. Yeah. It's very. My my mouth has not experienced this before. Yeah, I mean, there's that's there, what she said. Hey, oh, uh, there's there's a good amount of bitterness going on towards the end too, which is not unlike a pineapple thing. Yeah, but it's it's still kind of weird for me. Man, this is I want this beer ice cold and I want to drink it in a pool with a little pink umbrella. Yes, yeah. that'd be Wasting so dope. away again in Margaritaville. <laughs> yes, well, we should get there for hot and bothered. That's Maybe. I found out what my bother is going to be. All right, okay. Um, you so, yeah, man, it's. It's got a nice sweetness. I really like the pineapple notes, and you get a lot of the hops. The hops definitely shine through. Yeah. Like, it's for sure bitter on the finish with that that hopping. You know, this is an example of one of those beers that, because um, usually Mosaic jumps out to me. It's one of those hops that I love, and mm-hmm. this one does not have that. It's not a very Mosaic-forward uh, hoppy beer. Yeah. Uh, it's not a beer that I love or even like, I don't think. Really? I think it's fine. That's about where I'm feeling it. Because you started out, you're like, wow, this is really good. Yeah. And now you're yeah. like, it's It's fine. settling down. I think my initial drink is always like, whoa, fun, new taste. And then um, this beer might be good split amongst six people for me. I would love to have like three ounces of this and be done. Yeah, I don't know if I could drink a pint of it. Mm-hmm. It's way more pineapple forward than IPA forward. Yeah, I think that's fair. And I think that's the point. They're not it's not like they're hiding that. Pineapple yeah. shakes and then really even on the label it's like the, that's the big part and the size yeah, is IPA real small. Yeah, and the label is just a giant sliced up right. pineapple. So I don't think they're missing their mark. I think this is what they're going for, but for me personally it's nothing nothing that I love. Yeah, I think it hits the mark for what they're going for and I think it's very confusing to the yeah. palate. This beer's like doesn't know if it wants to be juice or mm-hmm. An IPA, but I think that's a tremendous amount of beers on the market today. Definitely. And I think that the fact that this even recognizes from the beginning that it's going to be a confusing beer, mm-hmm. I think that's nice because I think there's some beers that are just like, you know, like Mosaic Punch, Northeast style. It's like, even those are like, are you a Mosaic Punch? I don't know. Yeah. Um, no, this beer's really good. It's, yeah, I, I'm, I'm torn. I think it's probably pretty good. I just don't love it. The, the notes in the pineapple really accentuate all of the things that I like about an IPA. Mm. 
So it's getting a, you know, I love citrus forward IPAs that you get all the citrus notes from the hops. Sure. And you get that floral bouquet of just blam citrus that with is the bitter there, huh? and the pininess. Yeah. And I think that the the pineapple really brings that out in this beer and the pineapple plays really well off the mosaic hops. Um, yeah. I think they hit a really good ratio because the sweetness is really well balanced out by the bitterness of the hops. It's not like eating a pineapple upside down cake. It's much more akin to taking a bite of a slice of fresh pineapple hmm. and then drinking a really like nice West Coast IPA. You're changing my mind a little bit. I think those are all valid points. Um, well, that's because I'm a professional. There you go. Right. Back <laughs> to the beginning. So this is uh, Bear Bottles Pineapple Shakes. Do you want to rate this, baby? Uh, no, I'm going to go back for a little bit more. I'm going to let you rate it first. Cool. So I, initially I was thinking like a four, but then I heard you speak and I was considering what you were saying. And it's more like a six for me, um, which is I think when you get below a five, it starts being not good territory. That's, that's really nice, man. Yeah. And for me, five to six to like six and a half is is probably a good beer. Not for me. And I'm kind of just comparing this in my mouth to you know most of the ipas i've had lately like Mm -hmm. this is head and shoulders above some ipas that i've tried recently sure you know and they weren't even fruited so like you add the fruit but i think the 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 pineapple almost plays like um an additional hop it really adds a different dimension to the spear i did not know how the pineapple was gonna do in an ipa Mm -hmm. but honestly i'm a huge fan of the spear okay i'm gonna give it an 8.7 Nice, dude. That's a high. Yeah, I like. I genuinely will be reaching for the spear again. Okay. I think this will be something that I uh, purchase and drink as the summer goes on. Right, and for seven ninety nine, if you love this beer, that's a great deal. Yeah, no, it's phenomenal and it's fresh, and they're putting out a rotating series of them, so you're gonna have some other crazy new fruit by the time mm-hmm. summer's through. So. If you're intrigued at all by this beer, I would highly recommend picking it up and just giving it a whirl. It's not so big of a bottle you couldn't drink it by yourself. Right. Because, I mean, this beer is really smooth drinking. It is smooth. I will give it that. It is very smooth. For, like, as hoppy and as kind of acidic as it could be, it really drinks nice and easy, man. Like, honestly, this is one of the better IPAs we've done on the show in a while. I'll disagree with you there, but... Fair is fair. I think that's a valid point. If you you dig the style, if you like what they're doing, then, Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's talk about what's got us hot and bothered this week. Yeah, let's close the book, though, one more time. This is Pineapple Shakes from Bear Bottle Brewing Company out of San Francisco, California. Yeah. That's an 8.7 from me and a 6 flat from Max. Yes, indeed. Um, so so I, I think we've done hot and bothered long enough where I'm not going to talk about it anymore. Yeah, do it. So I'm just going to go into it. It's self-explanatory, guys. Sure. Um, so let's do botheds and then hots. Do you want to do one of each or do you want to do one? I'll do one or, of each. Okay. Uh, do you have a bothered off the top of your head? Yeah, there's way too many people in this town right now. So it's graduation weekend in Chico, which is, uh, if you don't know this about Chico, it's a college town. Super uh, college. Therefore, once a year or once a semester, actually, we're, technically. We're invaded. Yes, by families. By families. Yes. Ew. Yes. It's gross. Anyway, it's a kind of a small town, and it's not really made for big crowds, so whenever graduation rolls around, there's uh, there's congestion, yeah. to say the least. Yeah, I mean, Chico's growing at a, a rate that we are actually exceeding our capacity for traffic as it is with just the, the residential population increasing. So when you add roughly 3,000 people visiting, it really causes a lot of gumming up the works. You know, it's hard to get anywhere. All the restaurants are packed. Obviously, I understand that it's a huge part to our economy. You know, it really charges Chico, and mm-hmm. we, we live mm-hmm. off the college, and sure. it's very important, but also it's super annoying. Right. Like, because I work in the field of a lot of these places where people are. 
Right. And driving through downtown took like 20 minutes today. Yeah, which is uh, too long. It's too long. It's, it's not even. Uh, it's simply too it's long. Like two blocks or two blocks, two miles maybe yeah. of downtown yeah. area. It's not enough that it should take that long. Yeah. So, so too many people. That seems reasonable. Yeah, but also, I mean, congratulations, everyone graduating. Okay. Yeah, we you should know? lead with that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, but your families need to leave. Also, leave immediately. <laughs> Go away. Uh, so I, I for a long time have been playing music uh, full time, and there are a few songs in the world. That get requested a lot more than others. Play Freebird. Freebird's a huge one, uh, and obviously, like if you're in a band, you might get more band songs versus like solo artists. So, like mm-hmm. for me, um, like uh, Margaritaville by Jimmy Buffett. That's a that's a big one. Really, uh, you have people yell that yell that. They out don't yell it out, but they do request it, which yeah. is fine. Sure. Um, but at some point, you start thinking, man, maybe I should monetize these overly done requests. So finally, after years of this, I made a flyer, and this is what's got me bothered, by the way. Uh, mostly it's that it's people asking for the same songs and like clamoring for repeats of the golden years. Like they have these one songs like, Nope, just play this forever. Like that's my song. But yeah. And like, I feel like it's the same kind of people that if you play it any differently or if you're playing sweet Caroline and you don't have horns go bap, 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 they're going to get mad. Yeah. Like there's no room for, for artistry, artistic it, it's, interpretation. It's just like, and yeah. And it's not even forget the interpretation, like even bigger, like don't play anything we haven't heard. You're just be a jukebox. Yeah. Play these songs. They're perfect. The 70s live on forever. I don't know why I thought you were going to say just be a Jew. No, I thought, nope. I think that is inside of your brain. No, yeah. I was listening to a thing, but it's, yeah, it's, it's fine. fine. Um, anyways, so I finally made a thing, a poster that says, um, in big, bold font, it's, a, it's an 11 by 17 poster. It says, I take requests, and then I listed like seven or eight songs, and I said, all those songs are $50. It was like Freebird, um, uh, Margaritaville's on there, Brownie Girl, uh, Sweet Caroline, probably what's the song by Don McLean, American Pie. Yep. Uh, there's a few others. And then like the list, there's probably like 15 songs that I could put. And then I wrote originals free. You know what you should do? Hmm. It depends on what your goal is. If you actually want to like monetize it, you should knock that down to 20. See, and that's the, like, so I, I wanted to make a, like a tiered system. Like yeah. it's $20 songs, $50 songs, like Freebird's a hundred dollar song. Like, I might do that. I was in a hurry the other day. That's but. that's just ridiculous. No one's ever gonna pay you a hundred dollars. Then I'll never have to play Freebird. But also, like when I was in Nashville, there was like a standing rule that all the bands had, like, give us twenty bucks and we'll yeah. play your cover song next. I, I think I don't want to swallow my pride for twenty dollars. I but, think that's what it is. But what if you did that? like four or five times nope, every night. I get it. I get it. You know yeah. what I mean? You have to play the numbers. That, yeah. But I don't know. I feel like the odds of getting, I've never gotten more than two free bird requests in one night. Sure. But there, you, if you throw the list out there, that's that true. has the terrible mm-hmm. songs that people, I mean, you, you have to find that balance. And I get that you probably are making that poster. So you never have to play them. <laughs> kind of. But if you were actually <laughs> wanting to monetize that's it, that's true. Yeah. But if you don't, you should for sure just put like a hundred dollars to play these songs. And yeah. then one day, Right. Some baller is going to be like, here's a Chris Benjamin. Yeah. Give me yeah. some Freebird. And I'd be fine doing it. Like, it's a, it's a, when I play it acoustically, it's a two and a half minute song. Nice. There's no words in that song. It's all a ripping guitar solo. Yeah. I have to assume they know that I'm not going to play that guitar solo right. on my acoustic guitar with no backing band. Yeah. So I don't know, man. Um, so you're, you're yes. bothered is getting. I just, I am, I am bothered by the lack of creative freedom in most people's brains. If I'm speaking from a high horse. So is it like just people just being grumpy with you that you didn't do their cover good They're enough? They're not even, no, it's never that really. It's just like, I, so it's sort of a double-edged sword. I like when people request songs. It's very gratifying when I know the song 
And it's even more gratifying when somebody's like, hey, do you take requests? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, play an original. Play something you like. It's the best feeling. That is cool. Versus like a table of drunk people yelling Freebird. Like it's, it's not funny. You're not the first person to do this. Mm-hmm. You're not the, just shut your mouth. Yep. Drink your stupid drink and leave. Yeah. I hate you. Yeah. That's what I say on stage. I would never say that you know, <laughs> uh, in private. Yeah. I only say it to their faces. No, yeah. I don't know. I would never say it to them, obviously, but yeah. there's a part of me that's very jaded about this. Over that the makes years. sense. So, I don't know. And it's kind of like a thing that just gets thrown at you frequently. I think it's, I think it's like, you remember on Game of Thrones where Tyrion's like every, uh, remind me to bleep this. He's like, every cunt thinks he's the first cunt to make a dwarf joke. Yeah. But he's not. It's like, it's the same joke. It's like that. It's that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like, and like Freebird, <laughs> hey dude, I just yelled Freebird. Well, and Let's also, take a shot of Fireball. It, all, yeah. Ugh. Also, like the sense of humor that we batter banter around mm. with is a little bit higher caliber than yelling Freebird. I think so. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you just as someone who appreciates things that are genuinely funny and intelligently yeah. funny, like that's not smart. That's not original. That's not a fresh point of view. Yeah, and I feel like that's a slippery slope too. Because like, who am I to say what's funny or not? I can say what's funny to me. You're on the damn stage. Yeah, like I can say like this is I can without feeling rude. I can say that's not funny to me. That's fine. So I don't want to make it so like you can't say things that you think are funny. But I think you're going to be judged for them. See, that's the thing. Like everyone's entitled to their opinion, and you're entitled to be pissed off about it. Agreed. Like, yeah, someone's like, someone yells something offensive, and they're like, hey, no, 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 don't get mad. It's freedom of speech. It's like, yeah, it's freedom to think you're a douchebag. You know, and it's, I heard an interesting point that is completely accurate, that, you know, the First Amendment protects freedom of speech, you know, as an individual. Freedom of speech is a protection from your government. Yeah, exactly. It's not from me. Like, yeah, like, if you sit and start, like, throwing racial slurs at a black person on a train and then everybody on the train hates you and beats the crap out of you, you, you're not protected by the first amendment. You are allowed to say those things, but then people are going to do what they're going to do. Exactly. Too bad. Yeah. No, the the first amendment is in place to protect people from the government, not from totally other people, other people. Yeah. And it's just gone blown out of proportion. Yeah. Wow. This got meta. This is great. This got hella meta. Um, we all that to say, don't yell Freebird at max. He'll fucking stab you. (laughs) Uh, let's go to a break. And if we want to do uh, our hot stuff when we come back, we should, but we're, we're at break time. Um, and then we can decide on the break. If not, we'll just talk about Deadpool too. But uh, let's figure that out on the break and come you, back after. You want to do hots really quick? I don't. Mine's not going to be quick. Oh, maybe it will. I can do a quick one. Yeah. Do we have to take a break right now? No, I guess not. Yeah. I just felt right. I don't know. I was watching the clock. I was like, oh, we just take a break. I don't know. It's fuck it. Okay. Fuck the clock. Sure. What is your hot? What's got you hot this week? Uh, let's see. Probably the most exciting one was realizing that Amazon Prime Video put the newest season of Vikings on. Oh, really? I've been waiting because it's been $25 to watch the season that's airing, like mm. as it's airing, but like they're at mid-season break, so I, they it's been fully out and like mid-season break's been like, we're three weeks into the break or whatever. So they put it all on Amazon to watch for free. Cool. And that's like my favorite show. Yeah. Like I'm so addicted to Vikings. So it's been really fun getting back into that show because there was like a month gap where like we finished season four. And season five was airing, but I didn't want to pay $25 because right. if you wait long enough, it'll be free. Yeah, right. Totally. So Vikings being free. Yes. Tight. Because I almost paid that $25. Yeah, dude. You get real close. It's like, ah, oh, I'll just wait. It's the best feeling, too. Until like you until you were wrong. It's like, ah, oh, it's been like two years. Yeah. But now yeah. you can't cave because like, you've been waiting for yeah, so long. Now it's, it's right. just on principle. You're right. like, I'm going to wait for it to air right. on Netflix. Yep. So that's yeah. got me uh, hot. Yeah, cool. Um, I've been running more. 
I mentioned this earlier to That's you. That's literally got you hot. I was so hot today. I was sweating so much. Um, so I've been trying to, we've talked about this. We go, like you said, I go in phases. People go in phases mostly. Yeah. Um, of like being really active and like summer's rolling around and I'm going to Hawaii with Gianna and my girlfriend's family in, um, in about two months. Oh snap. You think about that beach bod I girl. am. And I've never done that once in my life. Like yeah. I've either, I've either been in good enough shape where I don't care or I just don't care in general. But this time I'm like, you know what? I'm going to see what happens if I try. Yeah. So I'm trying to lose a little bit of weight. I'm trying to get more tan. So like when I pull off my shirt on the beach, like everybody's like, wait, I thought this guy played music. What's happening? Is yeah. he a gym lifter model? Which is, I don't know if that's a real thing, but it, that's what I'm it, going for. It is a real thing because you're it. <laughs> I'm it, man. You're a gym lifter model. Uh, point is I've been feeling actually really nice. Um, it's nice to like, I've almost, so I've gone on, I think four or five runs this week. Um, nothing, nothing more than like a mile, mile and a half, but, but that like endorphin feeling has been kind of sinking into my blood. It's it's kind of addictive. Yeah, so I've that. I've been digging that. That's what's got me hot this week. I like that. That was a quick hot. That was really so nice. You know. Yeah, yeah. Also, yeah. Are you gonna um, shave your chest before you go to Hawaii? That's the debate, isn't it? That's a big question. So I think. Can uh, I tell you what I think you should sure, do? Yeah, definitely. I feel like my opinion on your chest hair is really important. Yeah, that's all I care about. Um, I really like it when you take it down to like a one. Okay. And it's one like scene, that sounds just prickly. <laughs> and yeah, but it looks like. Um, like like Wolverine, yeah, like he always has sure. that like full mm -hmm. chest hair, but mm -hmm. it's not too long. Yeah, but it's just there. It doesn't like keep his shirt an inch away from his body. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's yeah. just like presenting masculinity mm -hmm. in a very kept way. Okay. And I've I've always like when you shaved your chest the last time, I was like, How do you know this? Where were we? I don't know, but you had your shirt off. Huh? Maybe it was at a Patreon event. <laughs> that sounds sounds right, dude. I don't know. Let's not act surprised that like yeah, I've seen right. you half naked. Yeah, no, I'm yeah. not. I'm just curious when. Uh, I don't remember, but yeah. it was like right after you shaved your chest. I might have shaved it for also, you. Also, you wear a lot of button downs. That's true, and it's obvious when you shave your just chest. Keep it open. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it gets hot, but yeah, that's what I would do because if you do that right before you go to Hawaii, you're gonna be like boom at like a yeah. two. But I don't want like a little boy, home. like a man. Like yeah, what's up? Like you don't want to like go shave, shave. No, no, no. No, no, unless you shave in a six pack. There you go, just the lines. That would be so amazing. <laughs> yeah. All right, well. So this has been um, yeah. Torso Hair with Johnny and Max. Uh, reminder, when we come back from our break, we're talking about Deadpool 2. No spoilers yet, because we are not in the danger zone. Um, so stick around, it'll be a lot of fun, and you'll hear our thoughts on, on this new movie that came out uh, for you last weekend. Yeah. Break time? Yeah. Okay. Johnny, all this talk about shaving my chest got me thinking, what would happen if I shaved just my face except this part of my mustache? What would I have? You were indicating to the part of your face with, when left yes. unshaven would leave a handlebar mustache. Which makes me so thirsty for handlebar beers. What is the handlebar? The handlebar, <laughs> aside from being an awesome subject of many great segues, is a craft beer bar located here in Chico, California. Tis, it's also a restaurant, and they have a happy hour seven friggin' days a week. That's every day of the week. From 2 to 6 p.m., and they're on 2070 East 20th Street, and they're terrific. You should check them out for sure. If you have a handlebar mustache, you probably get your beers for free. That's not been verified, but it might work. Try it. Try it. Be Let like, we know. listened to this podcast, and they talked about you guys. Uh, please don't do that. The worst they could say is no, and you end up with a sweet mustache. That's a good point. Well, you Wait, you get a mustache from asking? No. You shave you your have, mustache you go, okay, down, sure, sure, sure. shave at a handlebar, and then see what happens. Yeah, Handlebar Chico, 2070 East 20th. Guaranteed, uh, if you go in there with a handlebar mustache, you get a dollar off every day from 2 to 6. That's for sure correct. Happy hour, seven days a week, 2 to 6, dollar off the draft beers. Go check them out. Handlebar Chico, words. 60% of the time it works. Every time. <laughs>
Bada boom, bada bam, ba bam. Bada bing. Take that. Rewind it back. Little Max got the beat to make your booty go. Hey, oh. Welcome to the middle zone, which is not catchy. I won't say that again. (laughs) Welcome to the the middle zone. This is the segment we call the midriff. Uh, Yeah, that's good. Welcome to the crop top. Welcome to the uh, belly. Podcast. It's the belly of Uh, the beast. Let's talk Deadpool 2. The second of the Deadpool. Uh, the, the second pool of dead. The second death of pools. Very nice. Yes. How much? Yes, yes, yes. This is a movie. Should Okay. Wait, Wait, this is a movie? Here we go. Here's what I'm going to do. Oh, God. I'm going to grab myself. Actually, I'm just going to watch the clock. What are we doing? That's your seconds. You're giving a 30-second synopsis of the original Deadpool. Of the original Deadpool? Just to catch people up. Spoiler alert for Deadpool uh, 1, starting right now. Oh, God. Okay, so Wade Wilson is a mercenary that kills people and does mercenary stuff for a living, and he gets super bad cancer after he meets the super awesome chick. And he goes in for the super experimental treatment that turns him into a super hero slash anti-hero uh, with crazy regenerative abilities. And he's super athletic. He's got swords. And his whole mission is to find a bad guy. This dude, Francis, right? Francis. Because he's, he? he's mad at him. Yeah, because he's the guy that it turned him into He Deadpool. also got, like, crazy gross burns. Yeah, like, it disfigured his whole body. And he was Ryan Reynolds, who so was really hot. Yeah, and but now, now he's he's, he looks like an avocado. So he's going to go get Francis. Yeah. Ajax. That was, and make lots of dirty jokes and kill a bunch of people and say F word a lot. His girlfriend gets captured. He has to rescue her. End of movie. Yeah. Also, some X-Men cameos from new-ish, screen-wise X-Men. And also uh, Colossus. Correct. has been in a bunch new-ish, of New-ish, yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's the that's Deadpool, Deadpool 1. Deadpool 1, boom. 30-second movie. Yes. We um, so now we're into Deadpool 2, and this movie came out on May 16th, I want to say. Uh, what's today? It was yesterday. So sure. yeah. That's what I'm asking. What's today? Uh, today's the 18th, so it came out on the 17th. That is what I meant. Yeah. And it was uh, a fun time. Yeah, it's it's basically a lot of what they did in the first one. And so there's like lots of, Deadpool is an anti-hero from Marvel Comics. Um he is not yet related to the Marvel Cinematic Universe we've covered in past episodes with Infinity War and Black Panther and Thor and those guys. He's not one of their homies. He's doing his own thing. Yep. Uh not even in the same universe. And like Johnny said, he's got these regenerative powers. He is uh very good at fighting and stuff. Mhm. He shatters the fourth wall. If you don't know the fourth wall, it's like if you picture looking at a screen, there's the back wall that you're looking into, and then each of the sides, then you're basically the fourth wall. There's like an imaginary wall separating the action from the audience. He talks to the audience a lot. A lot. There's grungy, gross humor. It's, oh, it's lovely. Great. It's it's hyper violent. It's if it's, you've ever yeah. met me, this movie is everything I love about movies. If Johnny was turned into a movie, yeah, it might be this. That might be the nicest thing you've no, ever no, said. No, to no, me. no, no. You'd have to be a horror movie, wouldn't you? No, I don't know. Huh? All right, maybe. Yeah, because I'm very I like horror movies, but also as a person, I'm quite jovial. Yeah, all right, that's true. So it, it would have to be a somewhat of a balance. Well, in any case, this this film here was directed by David Leach. It stars Ryan Reynolds, like we said. Uh, he was also a writer on this, which I did not know until today. He was a writer on the first one as well. Was he? Yep. All right. It also stars Josh Brolin as Thanos. Wait, it's <laughs> not correct, but no. it's not funny because they make that joke in the movie. Yep. So it's that kind of thing. No, he uh, Thanos. Here we go. <laughs> Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin is this uh, time traveling. What's badass. his name? His name is Cable. That's right. Um, and he shows up and he's like, you know what? There's this kid uh, who also has a name. 
uh, it's like Dusty or Don, Russell. Russell. It's Russell. And Russell's like a mutant who is a kid, and he's got some anger issues. He's also from New Zealand. He has fiery hands. He's like, she's got to kill people. He's also like studied upon in this weird orphanage. Yeah. And he's like, I don't like this place. So then the X-Men dudes are like, we're out of here. We got to save Russell. And this the story is basically that. And some things unfold that I'm not going to say now because uh, that's spoiler territory. Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm all over the place. I usually do a better job with no, this. No, that's that's a pretty concise... I mean, this movie's kind of all over the place. Yeah, it stars a, a supporting cast um, of varying size throughout the film, and I'm only going to mention a couple of them. But uh, one is Vanessa, who is uh, Deadpool's girlfriend from the first one, played by Morena Bakarin. Uh, Domino, played by Zazie Beetz. New and, character. Correct. Super awesome. Um, we have a reprisal from Brianna Hildebrand playing Negasonic Teenage Warhead. Did not know that it was Nega and not Mega. Oh, I thought no, I it, knew that. No. I thought it was Mega. Uh, we have TJ Miller appearing for the last time in the franchise as Weasel. I didn't know his name. Why is it the last time? He's had some issues with uh, some rapey stuff. Oh yeah, he's like hashtag Me Too. Correct. Yeah. So uh, I guess he'd be like, you like I am. I am the meat. Like, how, what would you say if you are the rapist? Do you get your own hashtag? Like Me Too is for the victim, right? So like, yeah. I guess. I think it's like you got Me Tooed. Yeah. <laughs> Shouldn't joke about this. It's not funny, but coming up with well, the hashtag I mean, like for, some some for phraseology. Is, yeah, totally. Uh, I don't know. There's a, a whole bunch of cameos in here. The only other person I want to mention who is the kid that plays Russell, uh, the New Zealand young mutant, is played by Julian Dennison, uh, and I think he was pretty good. Yeah, I liked him. Overall, what'd you think of this? It was awesome. It was very good. Like I can enthusiastically say that it was freaking awesome. Yeah, I loved so much of it. The music was great. The music was great. The yep. music was phenomenal. Uh, the breaking the fourth wall, often but not so often, it's just on the nose. I was very worried about that going. Yeah, in. like it was subtle enough to be hilarious. Like at one point, Deadpool like smashes through a wall, and this kid's eating cereal, and mm -hmm. he grabs the box of cereal and autographs it, and then throws it back at him, and it just says Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, that's funny. It, just little things like that, like. It's this whole movie's just so sarcastic. Yeah, it's very good. I was telling Gianna before we went in, and I think I mentioned this to you. Um, so a lot of the trailer stuff or the trailers for this movie, it seemed like they were just overdoing the humor and the fourth wally shatteringiness yeah. of the first movie to an extreme. Like there were points where, like I remember when I went to see Infinity War, there was this trailer, and it called out Josh Brolin as Thanos, which is because that's who he played. Yeah, and I was like, all right, well it's gonna be that. And then there was another line. He's like, are you sure you're not from the DC universe? I'm like, is this gonna be the whole movie? Um, and I was very pleasantly surprised. It was not the whole movie. Yeah. There are elements that come into this movie that I did not see coming that made it more interesting, I think. It added some depth. Totally. And I, I enjoyed this more than I thought I would. I am going to say I enjoyed it more than the first one. Yeah, I think so. I did too. Uh, because the fourth wall breaking was way more prominent in the first one, and it was way more <laughs> understated and um, nuanced. You know what I mean? It actually felt like a good attempt at humor as opposed to just being super on the nose with breaking the fourth wall. That's interesting. I don't know that I would describe this movie ever as nuanced, but I would well, say... The, the humor of... They they used it, the humor aspect of breaking the fourth wall a lot more sparingly. Okay, so yeah. I, and I do think there were more like well-thought-out jokes here. It wasn't all... Exactly. So the humor yeah. had a bit more nuance. I, like, I think... I don't think there was any less of the other kind, but there were more of this, yes. just, just by a hair. Well, and opinion. like if you think back to the first movie, the movie opened with Deadpool talking to the audience. Totally. On the bridge, remember, he's like, hi, guys. 
Yes. I mean, it's like the whole opening monologue is breaking totally. the fourth wall. So As is Thor Ragnarok, weirdly enough. It's yeah. kind of the same intro right? when you say it like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention is that prior to this, this movie's rated R. I don't know if that was clear. There's there's like tons of gore. Obviously. Um, not as many sexual things as I was expecting they would have. To, I thought they were going to up the ante and just like have overly crude sex stuff. And they didn't, which I thought was nice because I think they could have gone that route and a lot of people would have found it funny. Mm-hmm. So I commend them for that. Also... Uh, so it's rated R. I was just raising my hand. like right. I, I would have found yeah. that funny. Um, so last year, a film called It came out. Yes. It was an adaptation of Stephen King's novel based on a miniseries. Right, based on that novel. Anyways, that was also rated R, was it? Yeah. Which seems so weird to me. But that took the the number one slot for the, the most money generated on a Thursday night preview uh, of any R-rated movie. And it made 13.2 uh, million-ish. 13.5. Who cares? Right. This movie in its uh, opening weekend, I guess, I should have read this more, um, has done 18.6 million, just the previews. Well, and it's uh, Friday now. Correct. So, so we this, don't even have the current It's opening figures. night. Yeah, correct. So that, so we've, we've talked about this before a little bit. Oftentimes movies will open in sort of limited screenings Thursday yeah. night before their opening weekend. Um, and that's what we call Thursday night previews. Uh, and it's generally a pretty good gauge of how films will do, especially major cinema studio productions yeah because like us like i rush out to see it the the first chance i get which is usually thursday at like seven right totally that's literally the first time i think yeah so we both saw this movie let's talk about it yeah let's get deep into deadpool um i wrote black infinity i'm trying to get what um, yeah Uh, why did you type black infinity black panther um anyways i wanted to say too just before we get to that the like budgetary wise um, they released a studio budget for this and they said it was about 110 million, uh, which is not terribly high from what I understand, but I'm trying to find a, another modern movie, like one of these other big, uh, big superhero movies that has something, but I can't find one. Let me check Thor. Maybe that's got something. Um, you know, let's see. Oh, so like Thor was like 70 million more dollars. So okay. I don't know. I think, I think there's a big statement here. Cause like. Deadpool number one was was famously low budgeted. Yeah, the first one, because um, it was such a risky endeavor having like this weird R rated superhero movie. Like, there's no well, they thought there's no market for this. Like, this is, these are kids movies, and, and then all of a sudden, everyone's like, "This shit is awesome." And then Logan happened, which is also referenced in the uh, movie. Yes, so beautifully. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk Deadpool, man. Let's get into it. Yeah. What did you like about this movie? What- well, okay. So I thought, I thought. I think Ryan Reynolds is great for this. I think it's the like the role he was born to play. Also, there's some post credit scenes. In case you're thinking there's not, there are. Did you see him? You stuck around? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah there's cool. two. There's two. And the second one was so amazing. Was so funny. Listen um, to the Danger Zone. We'll talk about it. Totally. Uh, so no, I thought it was good. I think the element. This is tough to talk about without without uh, divulging too much. But I will say, Josh Brolin makes a great Cable. Yes. I think uh, I like him as Cable way more than I like him as Thanos. Um, he's got much more believable of a motivation and a backstory. Mm-hmm. I think him being kind of this non-completely CGI, big purple dude, like him just being the rugged, gritty Josh Brolin is so good. Yeah. He's very convincing. Um, and I want to say, like, I want to say that this isn't too much of a spoiler, that he's not all bad. Um, and I think that I think there's a nice balance that Josh Brolin plays in this character where where you see it and you're like, I get, I get where you're coming from. You know? Yeah, definitely. Um, so I thought his performance was great. I think the supporting cast from like, you see this in the trailer too. Like you have that domino girl who's very lucky. And then you have, um, 
Peter, <laughs> who's a regular guy with a mustache. I just saw the job and applied, and it seemed like fun. Yeah. Uh, Darpinder, by the way, the Indian dude. What's so his? Great. I don't know the actor's name off the top of my head, but yeah, but he's so great. He's so great. I think they really they really amped up what he did in the first movie and made it so much better. Like his whole thing is like, I just want to be part of the crew, uh, and I want to be a superhero. And then <laughs> I was just like, dude, just no, you're not that guy. And he's just increasingly frustrated, and it's so great. It's so adorable. Bill Skarsgård. Yep, he was in that too. He played Zeitgeist, another one of the supporters. He was it. He was so, the yeah. clown. Oh, yeah, from It. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. You just yes. talked about It. Yes. So this movie was great, in my opinion, for multiple reasons. Um, it, it was written so well. Like, it's just really funny. It's probably the most I've laughed out loud at a movie in the last year. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Did you see this with a bunch of people? I assume you did. Yeah. Yeah. It was very crowded. This is definitely a movie that you should see in a in the theater, I think. Oh yeah. Like you you really get the energy of the audience, oh, yeah, which yeah. I think is very important in this kind of sorry about that. I thought that was on vibrate. Um yeah, you really draw off the audience here. And I think it's very nice. Like we we saw today with like a bunch of you know, like just a bunch of different people, but like there was somebody smoking like a weed vape pen behind us and like it's just like everybody's I didn't love that, but they were laughing a lot. Yeah. Um and it also helps you cue in like when there are references like that you maybe don't catch. Like mm-hmm. I'm not super invested in the Deadpool comics, so yeah, some people like really busted out at certain points. Like, what am I missing? I want to yeah. know. So I looked those things up, and that's that's always really nice to me. But I yeah. cut you off. Yeah, it was just funny, man. It's one of those movies that you walk away from in a good mood. So exactly, I said that to John too. Yeah, yeah, like such like I've like last night, like we stayed up way too late and drank and had fun because it was just like I felt like partying after that movie. Yeah, dude. I wanted to go home and drink 10 cocktails and step till two in the morning. And yeah. that's what I did. Yeah. This movie's about two hours long, by the way. It's about, it's one fifty one. Yeah. It was a little longer than I thought it was going to be, yeah. but I wasn't mad because it never felt like a drug. It didn't. But I mean, the chemistry, I love a lot of the new characters. I love the old characters coming back. Uh, they didn't really recycle any jokes, which was nice. It was like seeing yeah. a stand up comic that has a fresh hour of material. Sure. It's just like refreshing and fun. And this movie's fun. This movie is a, a, it's a lot of fun. fun. Granted, it's not for everybody. Like, if you're not a person that typically enjoys over-the-top gore and language or super adult humor, yeah, you're gonna hate it. Yeah, like if you turn this podcast off during the danger zone, you're not gonna yeah, like Deadpool. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I thought this was great, man. I, I'd like to see it again. I think this is. A, I saw it in the XD theater too, so like the big screen and the extra, extra nice sound. I think played really well into what this movie is. Totally, I dug it, man. I'd yeah. see, I'll see it again. No, it was a blast. I liked it more than the first one. I think they knocked it out of the park. Yeah. Um, what do you say we go to a break and come back with Danger Zone? We got to rate spoilers. It, yeah, and I was going to say before we do that, maybe we rate it and, uh, you know, what do you think? What yeah. We got a 10. Nine. Yeah, me too. Yeah? Yeah, this is good. There, My only qualm as far as, and it's always so tough because this movie, it's like, there's there's some serious beats in this, right? There's moments of, of seriousness. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that they do that as deftly as they tr- think they're doing. Like, it there's moments where they quickly throw in a joke and I'm on board with that, but there's also moments where they try to play it really seriously. And I think the pacing is a little bit weird. I, I can't quite get as emotionally invested as I probably otherwise would if it weren't this type of movie. You know? Yeah. And it was interesting when they did try to get a bit more serious. Uh, you're just kind of waiting to see if it's a joke. Absolutely. You know and and I mean? they even play on that. Like towards the end, there's a scene where you're like, Oh, is this still a joke? Is it not? I don't know how to feel. Yeah. And it's like those moments kind of threw me a little bit, took me out of the, out of the experience. It definitely had like a weird tempo to them. You know, they were a little, little confusing as far as how they fit in with the narrative. 
Yeah, but, but it, I mean that's yeah. such a minor. Totally, and like this isn't a movie I don't think to overanalyze. Like it's a fun ride. Yeah. Um, I also want to give a quick shout out to my friend Sam Gilling who uh, who worked on this movie. Oh yeah, he did some color editing, and that's been pretty under the radar. There wasn't a lot to talk about it. Um, and he posted something on Facebook that reminded me of that. And Gianna was telling me about it when we left the theater. Like, oh yeah, Sam did something. We were looking for his name, but we missed it because um, I was googling how many post credit scenes there were. But shout out to Sam because this movie was great. Good work, dude. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, but nine for me, nine for you. Yeah, hell yeah. That's this movie tight. was awesome. I really think you should all go see it. Like, if you like the first one, this one's just kind of a bigger, better version of the first one without mm-hmm. all the setup. And as we said earlier, we'd love to hear what you think. You can tweet us or Instagram or Facebook us at Fresh Hop Cinema, uh, or you can email us. If you got a few lines that Twitter won't let you have because it's too short, you can email us at fhccast at gmail.com. In the meantime, we're going to take a short break, come back with the Danger Zone. Spoilers way up in the air right now for Deadpool 2. Don't listen until you've seen the movie unless you don't care. Then listen away. It's going to be a good time. We're going to finish uh, with our uh, our second and final beer of the episode. It's going to be a real good time. There's a Sharknado. Yeah, there is. This episode, as is every other episode, brought to you by Spike's Bottle Shop. They're located on East First Avenue here in Chico, California. They've got a killer selection of craft beer, liquor, some snacks, anything you need. They have partnered with this show to give our listeners a special 10% discount if you go in there with the promo code FHC. Uh, it stands for Fresh Shop Cinema, which is the name of this podcast, as you know. Yes. You get 10% off on anything just by going and getting those things, going to check out, and telling the cashier, Hi, sir, madam, I listen to Fresh Shop Cinema. I'd like 10% off, please. My password is FHC. And they'll be like, that's the that's the calculator. And then it's like cha-ching, cha-ching. Cha-ching, and then you save that 10%, which basically is like the tax. Like you get tax-free. And it's like, yeah, And then you have a crazy dance party, and you go home, and you drink your beer, and you listen to us. Spike's Bottle Shop, 1270 East First Avenue, right here in Chico, off the freeway. Go check them out. They're wonderful. Try it out. Welcome to the Danger Zone, where Max plays Freebird. All day, baby. All day. So we're about to break down this movie like a double-barrel shotgun. Give you the facts, sucker. The movie's fucking crazy. Before we do that, can we talk about our second and final beer, please? We should. Because this movie is going to be bomb.com up the ass. Whoa. I'm not good at squaring. Whoa. <laughs> Easy, sir. I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll fix it. Yeah. Yeah. Bomb.com up the ass. Uh, yeah. That's a little <laughs> aggressive, sir. Uh, yeah, too aggressive. Oof. I'm stoked for this beer, though. I'm stoked um, for a bomb up my ass. A bomb.com. It's a website that Oof. is intri- It's like that scene where uh, they beat Juggernaut and they shove that cable up his butt. Oh, yeah. Not to be confused with, they don't shove Josh Brolin up. It's a different cable. It's an yeah, electrical cable. Yeah, up his ass. It's not a butt in the danger zone. It's great. It's an asshole. Um, talk about this beer real quick while I finish uh, my other deal. <laughs> yeah. Please. So our second and final beer of the evening is going to be a beer from Belching Beaver. So you might have had their their previous release, which was a Horchata Imperial Stout, which mm. came out, I believe, last year as a, a rotating seasonal release. They put that bad boy in barrels. That's right. So we are going to be drinking a barrel-aged Horchata Imperial Stout. If you don't know what Horchata is... It I'm going to I'll do that all day. I'm just going to It's it's a it's a milk-based Mexican drink and it's typically uh chilled milk with like cinnamon, vanilla, mm-hmm. nutmeg. It's actually um not only milk, it's it's a rice base if I'm not mistaken. Um it's rice water yeah. with with cream and cinnamon and vanilla. It's so really, tasty. It's really good. It's one of my favorite uh, uh drinks, I guess. It's good. Treat? Like yeah, like it's non nice non-alcoholic. It's good. It's very good like 
if any time a Mexican restaurant has it, I will buy it. For it's sure. friggin' amazing. Yeah. So this beer was aged in Templeton Rye Whiskey Barrels for 16 months. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Templeton. I love, well, I used to love Templeton more, but why that's did, great. You don't love it anymore? Um, No. What, I did, what did he do to you? It's just one of my, like, my first whiskeys. Did he touch you? Who? Uh, No, but he said this is the temple. Temple. Open the, open the door, see all the... the People see all, the see all these yeah. four fingers inside you. See all the guys from the uh, oh, from God. the from the orphanage. You know. Wow, those were those guys were pedophiles, right? Like, yes. I super got that vibe. I, they didn't confirm or deny. We're back to Deadpool now. Yeah. Okay. But anyways, you're <laughs> gonna yes. get notes of cinnamon, chocolate, vanilla, coffee, and toffee. Chocolate. Yeah. Did you finish your beer yet? Yep. Yep. I did. All right. So yeah, again, this is Danger Zone. We're covering our last beer. We're gonna spoil the movie. Did you say this is Belching Beaver? Yeah. Okay. Cool. It's a it's a ten point four percent stout, ten point six, excuse me, uh, which seems high. It's a big bad. This is more than I thought it was gonna be. It's a bad so, jam. We've often talked about how when we drink stouts on the show, regular old stouts, they're not thick and viscous enough to be satisfying. This is a barrel aged stout, ten and a half percent, give or take. It should be everything that our hopes and wet dreams are based on. Mm-hmm. This should be it. It should be the same consistency as our wet dreams. Yeah, yeah, sure. So what do you think? Do you try it yet? No, I can't stop smell smelling it. it. I will try that Holy now. shit balls! it smells so good. Uh, it smells kind of like a graham cracker. Yeah, wow. I get a lot of cracker of the graham on this one. Um, That's racist. Is it though? I don't think so. Uh, yeah, graham, yeah, graham cracker, dude. Like real, real cinnamony up front. You don't have to do that on the mic. <laughs> mm, yes. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, do you like it? Wow. There's a lot going on there. That's great news. Yeah. Wow. That's wild, man. It it smells like um, cinnamon toast crunch. Oh, that's a wow. Okay. Yeah. There is so much happening in this beer. So my initial, that's my first drink. Um it's too much on the initial taste. Very, very sweet. Yeah. Lots of cinnamon vanilla. Then it kind of mellows out and then immediately alcohol on the back burner. Mm-hmm. And this has been this has been out of the refrigerator for an hour and a half, maybe. Yeah. Um, so I don't have a thermometer, but I would guess a little bit more than room temperature. It doesn't it doesn't feel cold. No. I don't know about this beer, dog. I also don't know about this beer. Ugh. Uh so I don't want to harp on Belching Beaver, but I've never, aside from that time that we did the Deftones collab with the Phantom yeah. Bride, that was tasty. That beer's good. I don't know that I've ever had one of their beers that I really fell for. Yeah. You know? I don't know. I'm getting I'm getting that vanilla hanging around, which I do dig, but it's it's super carbonated. It's a little too carbonated, really right? At the end. Yeah, like, I think I think the enemy of viscosity is carbonation. I could see that. The, the, if you get a really mellow, give it a hefty stir, I might give it like a, a really mellowly carbonate. Mellowly is not a word, but I think it should be mellowly. Mellowly carbonated beer. Of course, it's a word. Mellowly. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's possible. How do you do something in a mellow way? You do it mellowly. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't think most. I don't know. Yeah. That's that's how you you do it. Mellowly. Interesting. It sounds weird. I'm saying it too many times now. Fuck me, mellowly. 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 Whatever you want, I'll do. You know. <laughs> Uh, no, but the point is, like, I think it might be a little bit too carbonated to back up as much flavor as I'm getting. And it's not very thick. No, and I think that's what I'm saying. Like, I think it's the carbonation. Maybe it's not. Um, no, it's just thin. Yeah. That's yeah. a bummer. There's there's some good flavor here. I think it's a little bit overpowering. Uh, I think this is a really good example of a beer that adds a bunch of things and is like, check out our, our coffee, chocolate, vanilla, cinnamon, stout. Yeah. And it's just like... N- n- 
it's like being not very good at a lot of things versus being an expert at a, like a the Pilsner is a great example. Like a perfectly made Pilsner yeah. is simple. It's refined. It's classy. And then it's like, we'll just throw lots of flavors into a beer and we'll sell it. And we'll call it horchata. Mm-hmm. And maybe nobody will call I'm, but I'm harping a little bit more than I meant. To be but. fair, like taste it and just pretend you're drinking horchata. All right. Like it's very similar to a, a horchata. Like it's got that vibe. I sure. guess it's just missing. It's missing like the milk quality that makes horchata so good. Um, and the texture, which is, is very underrated. Nobody talks about the texture of horchata, but it's, it's Oh, it's creamy. It's, you can't drink it. No. Yeah. I just have, going to, take, off, have yeah. to take lots of dairy pills if I drink horchata. Yeah. Do they make dairy pills? Yeah. Like you like can. Like a thing? Yeah. I don't, I don't you, know. you can take dairy pills and then you can have dairy. Cheese is dairy. Yes. Do you eat made with cheese milk. though, right? Uh, aged cheese has less lactose uh, per, you know, parts per million in I, in the cheese. Yeah, you can actually, it ages off. It's very strange. Weird. Yeah, so like a, an aged Parmesan or like an aged cheddar or anything aged, like a feta, some some aged fetas. Sure, sure. Like I can eat those without pills, but yeah, a lot of times I'll just, I'll pop pills and like have, you know, a piece yeah, of cheesecake just go or to whatever. the farm, milk it yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. I don't like the. I don't like this. Right to the teat. Yeah, yeah. This is a four for me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Um, Back at you. <laughs> I'm really not enjoying it at all. No. Like it's just too sweet. It's too sweet, mm-hmm. and it's relying too much on the the additives, and yeah. not enough on just being a good beer. I like this. Would be something I'd be interested to know the uh, like the base beer for. Um, I don't know if there even is one. Dude, it's just overpowering with the cinnamon and vanilla. Belching Beaver. Um, this beer could be a lot more subtle. I'm sorry, but uh, you you do not win this round of beers today. You are fucking the puppy. Yeah. Hmm. Sure. It's like yeah. an aggressive screw the pooch. Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't catch that. You are sure. fucking yeah, the puppy. Yeah, 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 sure. You have to say it in the Borat voice, too. Yeah, I, I dream that the breweries will listen to this and they'll be like, these... People are very un- unsophisticated. <laughs> They're very unprofessional. <laughs> but also very good at turning phrases into yeah. very crude phrases. Exactly. I think it's Deadpool. I think Deadpool's having an effect on this episode. Speaking of which, do you, you need to rate this. Ugh. It's drinkable. It's drinkable. I'm going to drink it. It's subpar. Sure. It's not. And let's talk about the price. Oh, that's a good point. Good, yeah. Good it's call. on the bottle. I wrote it down because you always ask me. Okay, and again, this is a this is not a huge bottle. It's not a twenty two ounce. It's a it's a it's a, like a pliny size. It's a sixteen point nine ounces. Okay, so just over a pint, which and it's twelve ninety nine, which is too high. Simply too high. Um, this is not worth that. And it is a spikes, but I don't know. And I'm not. I don't own a bottle shop. But my guess is this won't be flying off the shelves. No. So similar to Johnny's Viking experience, if you wanted to wait for this to drop in price, <laughs> I think it will. Yeah. This is not one of Belching Beaver's best representations at all. No, man. Like, it's just too sweet. It's too much. It feels like the beer is trying too hard. Yeah. Again, not to be confused with their standard orchata. This is the barrel aged. Just to, to double down on that. I haven't had the standard. So maybe it's really good. It's just cloyingly sweet. It's too much. It yeah. is just aggressively sweet. I haven't sipped this in like a minute and a half, and still like my lymph nodes are still yeah. like, what what's happening yeah, to I us? I can still taste it. Yeah, it's just man, this is a three. Oh wow, you're lower than me. Okay. I do not like the spirit at all. Um, it does not. I get zero barrel. Yeah, same dude. Like there's so, no, there's none of that Templeton in there. Like it says that it's barrel aged, but that's the only indication of any barrel. Or bourbon flavor existing in this beer, absolutely. So, false advertising. But also too, like, what a weird, what a weird beer to barrel age. Yeah, right. I don't, I don't get the appeal there. Like, 
I don't because there's some that you're like you've never wanted bourbon in your orto. Right, I've never drank and I was like, you know, it'd be good in this whiskey. Right. I probably have. Yeah, but but like you know, there's like I was drinking earlier the the nitro milk stout from Left Hand Brewing. Mm-hmm. Great, that'd be a great barrel aged beer. Sure, this does not seem like something that needed this. No, and it's just it's just too damn sweet. Yeah, I think I think marks were missed here, and I love sweet stouts. Do you? Yeah. Yeah, you do. They've okay. done yeah. well. Like barrel aged, like sweet stouts can be delicious, but this yeah. beer falls way short. So, yeah. uh, thumbs down and a hefty middle finger to you, Belgian Beaver. It's going to go super. Let's, let's burn some bridges. Who cares? Super bad on the brewery. Sure. All right. That's a three for you and a four for me for the barrel aged rotata from Belgian Beaver. Let's get back to Deadpool 2 in our final moments here uh, in this episode. Yeah. So, what, what was your favorite scene in Deadpool? Ooh. Oh, wow. Okay. So, there's so many things that caught me off guard. Number one, I love it when movies. Um, actually I love in general, the topic of like time travel. Like if okay. you go back and like try to kill Hitler, like one, would you two, oh, this brings up the thing I was talking about earlier. Cool. Yeah. Two is like, time is weird because, cause like you, you know, when he like finds the bear and he's like, Oh look, it's working. The bear is better. Yeah. Like, I don't think that's how time travel is. It um, might be, but like you did, like it already happened. Right. Which means that if you go back to do the thing you're trying to do, it, you already didn't do it. But yeah, like you could like, it's Mike Kaplan. He's a comedian. He talks about this. He's he's great, very witty and very quick. But he talks about like he's Jewish also. So he's like every Jew will go back to try to kill Hitler. Like if in the future we have time travel, every Jew will try. Yeah, that's actually and one maybe of other the people, things. But Jews. That's one of the things that um, kind of disproves time travel. Right, because no, obviously, because it didn't work. Like, there, there's no point in the future that anyone discovers time travel because they haven't come back. Or there's two ways to look at this. Or that's the take I've heard. Like, or like, there's rules maybe, and they're like, you can't go back. Like, maybe time travel when it's first invented sucks because somebody regulates and like you can't go back to a time before there was time travel. That's option one. Option two is because these things have already happened. Actually, this is also a two-parter. Number one, we just didn't change it because they have happened. So, like, Jews have gone back to try to kill Hitler, but they haven't succeeded. Then they never did. They were there. Their gun jammed. Right? So like, it, it just didn't work. Well, also, that could get into the like the the question of like free will versus um, you totally know, good. Not what what's the opposite of free will? Where like predetermination. Sure. That argument that like maybe it. It's predetermined. Nothing you do. Nothing right, you do. Totally. Even if time travel's real, Hitler was meant to live and do what he did. Right. Or, or it, like the the meant is the word that I have a problem. Like because it like it implies some being forcing that meaning on. And maybe that's not everything. Like maybe that's just what was going to happen. Like every factor. But the other branch of that is that like it does work, but it's in a parallel reality that we our consciousness is not in, but another version of us is in it's like the the theory in like action movies like how do the bad guys never hit the good guy but with one bullet they can shoot everybody perfectly it's like no no no. he gets shot in like nine million other possibilities but we as the movie viewer are watching the one where he survives yeah the like crazy you know yeah so i love that about this movie i love that it opens up that possibility that said i think they got it wrong because that's not how that would have gone down when the kid decides not to murder everybody like like Cable would have come back and nothing can change because he knows about the existence where his family was murdered. So it's like, you can't go back and change it because it happened. You know, unless you just were all of a sudden like, what am I doing here? Who's this kid? Maybe then maybe it worked, yeah. but you can't be like the bear is changing. Ha <laughs> ha. It's working in front of my eyes. Cause no, that's not how that works. 
that's I don't know. Yeah, time travel's nothing that I know about. So, but yeah, like on like the base idea that he could change the future by going into the past, because you go to the past, you're before the present that you just left. But you're leaving the present where the past exists. So it's like the past did happen. Like you can, but like, you can go back and change the past, which would then change the future. But you didn't. So like even in the past, like the idea that you're in the future. But he did. But when he goes into the past, that means in the future, he has gone into the past. Granted, we're talking about a situation where he physically leaves the future, Mm -hmm. which is a little bit that maybe that's the wiggle room. Like it's not like there's a version of him that stays there and keeps living, Mm -hmm. except in the post credit trailer, Deadpool goes to old Deadpool and shoots old Deadpool in the head when he's looking at Wolverine. Mm -hmm. So maybe that is what they're doing. But even that, I don't know. Like, Time travel is crazy. So you get off on time travel. I love that about this All movie. Right. I still think they you can't ever fully do it right. Yeah. Um, because nobody, like there's no we don't know what the right way. There's is. always a loophole. You're like, well, this could have been the case. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. When you're dealing in a uh, cinematic, theoretical, fictional world with put time un- travel on your paper. I did. Oh, you did already. <laughs> yep. Just wrote it down. Uh, right. Read the episode. Read the episode notes this time around, guys. Read the description because it's going to be more interesting than usual. Yeah. It's going to be fun. So the time travel, your favorite scene. No, I think that was my favorite concept. Fuck, it, that was a really long answer for not answering the question. Yours was a scene, sorry. <laughs> I was like, tell me your favorite scene. Uh, and you're like, I want to talk about time I'm travel. I'm mostly good for on like this movie. But I just like the fact that they <laughs> they they introduced such... I'm sorry. You're good. You're ridiculous. Such, like a, such a complex... Granted, I don't think they meant it to be taken the way that I took it, but like such a complex and convolutable way of looking at this plot. Like, how interesting... To uh, to to invent this guy from the future, who, by the way, is a pretty good dude. Yep. Loved him in this. Also, if you're familiar with the comics, there will be another character named Bishop coming back from the future to kill Cable. Oh, tight. But, it, like, the whole movie revolves around this idea that, like, because everybody, if you, like, if you go back and kill Hitler, would you? Yes. Most, I think, almost everybody. Yeah. But then, like, you're trying to, def- for a bit, you're like, we shouldn't kill this kid. Which is crazy. Like, maybe you shouldn't kill Hitler either. Like, maybe Hitler has a chance to not be a piece of shit. Yeah. It's like, but that, no, like, to fucking, he killed millions of people. Like, kill him. Yeah. You should probably kill this kid. Yeah. But then they're like, nope, you could change it. Are they saying you should not kill Hitler? What's the agenda of this movie? That's what I'm trying to say. Wow, you're digging deep for an agenda. Beer's fun, huh? Yeah. I mean, that's an interesting <laughs> take, but like, god damn, that's like way deeper than I think they were trying to go. Did you say Wade deeper? Wade Which deeper. would work on two levels. Wade Watts Wilson. Wade Watts? Uh, Ready Player One. Oh, yeah. Also, wade deeper into the water, you can yeah. wade into water. You're treading so, deeply. Wade Wilson into water. Yeah. I should stop. Yeah, or keep going. I'm What's en- your favorite scene? I'm enjoying this. <laughs> uh, time travel, man. We should we should talk more about this. Let's we, just, it's, it'd go we should just do a bonus episode. Or it would go for never, because like, how does time work? You or know what I mean? someone will come back from the future and be like, these morons... Just delete this. But they're now. not here now. That's what I'm saying. Like, they didn't come back. We're doing this, so they didn't stop us. They could never come back to stop us because we're doing it. And, like, like if they're trying to stop me from this sentence, it's too late. They didn't do it. They're never going to do it because this exists already. What if you said some crazy shit like that and then just drop dead? Yeah, would, would but that, I wouldn't would even that... drop dead. They'd have to stop me from saying it. So you'd have to be assuming it's, like, some weird, like, what's the movie with Tom Cruise where they predict the future? Oh, Minority, Minority Report. Report. It'd have to be like that where, like, they know that I'm about to say it and then they have to stop me, which is crazy because that actually makes sense because it's just a theory at that point. They don't actually have proof. They're like, they're indicting you on what they, I don't fucking know, man. It's the implication. It's crazy. Time travel's crazy. Dude. I think humans can't handle time travel. I think I could do it. I'm ready. Maybe. Put me in. I'll fuck shit up. What would you go back to, if you could go back to one time, what would you do? 
and this isn't judgment. You don't have to kill Hitler. Do just pretend you can do whatever you want. Nobody's gonna judge you for it. I think it'd be pretty cool to go see dinosaurs. Dinosaurs? I think it'd be cool if I could just go back and observe. I don't know, man. We're gonna like recreate dinosaurs pretty soon. Probably. Oh, I mean, maybe. I mean, I've seen Jurassic Park too. But. Yeah. Uh, like any time period, I think the Renaissance could be kind of interesting. Where? Or, uh, Europe. Sure. You know? Yeah. Sometime in like the awakening. Like the religion? The, the religious awakening? Or that's, that's the enlightenment, I guess. Yeah. But. I don't know. There's a lot of interesting times, man. Uh, I mean, I th always thought it'd be cool to, to, to go to like the fifties. You know what everybody says? And I find this interesting. The fifties would be fun. Yeah. Um, like somebody asked like, if you could time travel, where would you go? I would go to the future. Everybody's always like, I'll go to the past. I might go forward. Yeah. I don't know if you can do that, but I would do it, I guess. Because time's not linear. Like, in the idea of time travel, it's not linear. Like, you can go any when. Yeah. Right? Like, I don't know. What if you go, oh, you know, could you go to the end of time? <laughs> what if you could go to the beginning? See? I don't know. Does time even begin? Or has time always been? I don't know. Well, Crazy. Time is all. I mean, you would think time has always been, but there was a point in time where the universe didn't exist. Our universe, sure. Our universe. The universe. Time where, yeah, the universe as we know it. Which means, like, did time even exist? Is the construct of time like? I don't know, man. I don't either. I was also. I told you I was starting to rewatch Arrival, which is all about like time. Okay. Being nonlinear. It's. Yeah, I'm scared, man. What a crazy. Like what, I'm gonna go home and cry now. What a crazy. I can't even say time to be alive. What a crazy to be alive. Well, let's start a religious cult based on time travel. Great. We're from the future. That sounds great. Like, who's to say we're not? Who's to say I'm not from the past? Yeah. I don't know where to go from here. My favorite scene sure, in Deadpool yeah. <laughs> was when he had baby legs. Oh, that was funny. Because at one point, Juggernaut rips him in half. Because, oh, by the way, Juggernaut's in this movie. Juggernaut is a dude from the comics with a big, hard thing on his head. It's like a helmet. And he gets going really fast, and nobody can stop him. Nothing can stop him. He's, like, the strongest dude. He's the Juggernaut. Also, yeah, he had an accent in this. Did he not? I don't know, but he was Russian in the comic books. Colossus was Russian in the comics, right? No, I'm pretty sure. I wonder if the, uh, the noise gate caught me right there. I don't know. And I got quiet? We'll see. I'm pretty sure that... Um, Juggernaut was like from New York. Yeah, maybe. I want to say he had like a Bronx accent. Sure. But anyway, he rips Deadpool in half. Yep. And Deadpool has crazy regenerative abilities, so mm -hmm. his like legs are growing back. So if you remember in the first one, he had a baby hand. Correct. And it was awesome. So this one, he had a little like a toddler's lower half. Yep. Like from the waist down. Mm -hmm. At one point, there was a baby dick. It was hilarious. Yep. He uncrossed his legs, and mm -hmm. there was There's just boom. boom, baby dick. Here's a question about Deadpool. Everybody's like, we can't kill Deadpool. He's unkillable. But yeah. what if you decapitate him and put his head in a steel box and let him grow? Yeah, I don't what know. What happens then? I don't know. Is he like a turtle? Well, I was wondering that too because at one point he's exploded and like his head's flying. Totally. And it seems like his body always grows from his head. I, I guess. That's what, that was one of my questions is like what part of his body does... Like, he, did the legs just grow into a new Deadpool? How many Deadpools exist? Maybe there's more Deadpools out there that spawned from his legs and shit. It's crazy. I don't know. I don't know the it's, rules. It's like time travel. What are the parameters of of Deadpool's body? Exactly. I don't know. Like, same with Wolverine. Like, like if every bit of him... There's a comic... I can't think of which one, but there's a comic where, like, he gets, like, a nuclear bomb... This is Wolverine. Dropped on him. And, like, everything but one cell is destroyed. So then he grows back from that, but, like... What if you cut off his toe, microwaved everything else, 
and you only have the toe. Would the toe grow back to be a full Wolverine or Deadpool? Like, or does it have to be the brain? I don't know. I don't know. Where does where does what makes the Deadpool the Deadpool? Austin Neiman. Do you know this? Yeah. Let us know because I don't. I don't know. You might know. I don't know. Comic nerds, other than Austin, if you guys know this, please tell us because I am. That's uh, a baffled. That's a great question. Thanks, man. So yeah, that's my favorite scene. Probably it was a good and, scene. And there was there was a lot of great scenes though. There were a bunch. Yeah, I I think this movie is. It goes to his testament that like by the time the final battle was about to happen at the orphanage, I was like, oh shit, we're already here. All right, like I was did not know we'd gotten through the whole movie. Right, it was very good. I do. I you know I love a good like team assembling montage. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was great. Also, the Brad Pitt thing. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was hilarious. Yeah. There's a minuscule Brad Pitt cameo. Right. He was the vanishing guy. Mm-hmm. Man. The vanisher. The vanisher. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so pretty good. Uh, the entire team dies. That caught me off guard. That was hilarious. I really thought it was going to be like a big team thing. X-Force. Yeah. I was hoping Terry Crews would stick around I know, more. dude. But then, like, like, they had to, at one point, they had to parachute into, like, some super high winds. <laughs> like Everybody the whole dies. team in like just these creative and horrible ways. It was so there was like funny. A, there was a wood chipper, some a helicopter blades, blade. a helicopter blade, uh, which was Bill Skarsgård, by the way. Yep. Uh, wait, he was the wood chipper. Yeah. Oh, it was the other dude, the uh, like the ninja star scream. Yeah, not star scream. That's star shatter or something. Shatter star. Shatter star. Yeah. Is that what it was? Shitter star. I was one of those. Shitter. It's probably shitter. Shitter star. <laughs> Uh, he had yeah. a bad ponytail, and quite frankly, he deserved to die. Yeah, I didn't like him. I, he was the first one to die, by the way, and I was like, all right, maybe they're just killing him off. Oh, yeah. nope, nope. He's dead. He's dead. Yeah. That was okay. one of those little, like, surprises that caught me, like you said, off guard. Totally. Like, it was, what? Yeah. Oh, shit, they're going to kill everybody. This which is, is awesome. Yeah, which is what I got back to. I was like, I was so bummed about this trailer, given everything away. I was like, wow, it gave almost nothing away. Yeah. Like, it was like Cable's this horrible guy that did yeah. lost a fight. It's like, not at all what's happening. Yeah, the trailer did a really good job not spoiling any of the movie. Good also, work, trailer. totally went to the movie with Austin. Didn't even mention that. You did? Yeah, I texted him to see if he was free, and he ended up going to the movie with us. Neiman? Yeah. Oh, cool, man. So that was fun. Did you forget you went with him? Because no, you were drunk? That's just, what happened to me one time. We drank together. Kind of. We did drink together, because I may or may not have allegedly snuck vodka into the movie theater. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, it was that's, fun. That's great. It, it was lit AF. But historically, not good because, like I told you, with Thor Ragnarok. Oh, yeah. You, I got real drunk and saw Austin Neiman. Forgot that I saw him. So. <laughs> you urinated so. next to him. Well, he was coming out and I was going in. So I feel like it was less personal. Like that's if I, what she said. If I were next to him, I would have probably remembered. Yeah? I don't know. Probably not. If pretty, you were standing. Pretty drunk. Would have been memorable, that's for sure. Yes. That's a dick sized joke. Oh, sure, sure. Whatever. Sure, yeah, baby dick. <laughs> baby driver. <laughs> Word association. Baby driver. My goodness. Any other favorite scenes you want to mention in Deadpool? Is there anything that stood out that you really loved? Let me scan it real quick in my brain. Yeah. I um, love TJ Miller. I don't know if he's a creeper. I, I, it would suck if he is. Actually. Like, I've heard some shit about him, yeah. like you were saying, so that bums me out a little, but like his role is really fucking funny. I don't think he's funny. I thought he was funny in the first one. I think it was overdone in this one. Yeah. At one point, Ryan Reynolds goes, because he's about to do like his TJ Miller, like, it looks like a ad lib, a joke here, right? He says, like, it looks like an avocado fucked another avocado while fucking a pit of an avocado during an avocado fight, whatever he Something says. Something like that. And at one point, Ryan Reynolds goes, here we go. Um, and I felt like that, but not as a joke. I'm like, all right, I get it. Your character is supposed to be like, like you know, a little whiny hoe, and you make these funny ad lib jokes, but I was over I it. I didn't think of it as a whiny hoe. When he was about to be tortured, he was like, I oh, can't, I can't do it. Yep. <laughs> I, I, I can't handle physical pain. Yeah. 
Um, so I did not like T.J. Miller. What I was going to say is that I did really like the random cameo while talking about how they wouldn't do a cameo of the X-Men. Oh, my God. That was so funny to me, and it was so subtle. Oh, yeah. And they could have milked the F out of it, and they didn't. They were just like, you know what? We'll just show them closing the door. Yeah, and they're just like, nothing. Um, I do think that I would have had more respect for this movie had they killed Deadpool. Yeah. Obviously, they're not going to. This is a very successful franchise, and the world runs on money. Whatever. But had they just killed him off, this is the end of it. I think I would just, you know, just like a badass little just like, movie. This run. is it. Like we're done. Yeah. Call it good. But I think it'll probably inevitably run itself into the ground. What if they like do a crossover and do like an R-rated Avengers with Deadpool? I think it'd be bad, dude. I don't think it would work. I don't either. I don't think those universes can mix. No. I think Deadpool belongs in his own box. But speaking of mixing universes, the fact that they started with Logan impaled. Oh my god! At the beginning. On the little toy. Oh jeez. Oh, oh, it's so bad. So many of the jokes. Yeah, dude. Like there was one joke that just your head looks like a fuckable ashtray. See, that was T.J. Miller again. Oh right? my god, that's funny. Doesn't work for me. Funny as shit. Doesn't you know? Yeah. But you also love the baby dick thing, and I was like, all right, I get it. Yeah. Just different senses of humor. Yeah, that's fair. And again, like I'm not one to yell like the guy yelling Freebird. Like you think what's funny is funny. Exactly. So do I think. think we all know that I like the dick. That's <laughs> jokes. Yeah. Hey, hey, guys, they're jokes. A little bit of a delay there. Yeah, that was the uh, the technology, not not his speaking. What? No, that was on purpose. What? What in the butt? Yeah, exactly. Back to Colossus. And yeah, Juggernaut. Juggernaut got got a giant. Kind of. He didn't die though, which was crazy. Yeah, you can't kill Juggernaut. I guess not. I guess Juggernaut. I guess Juggernaut. Favorite character in this movie? Hmm. Was it De- besides Deadpool? I guess besides Deadpool Fe- or Cable. Hmm. Or no, she counts. Domino. Domino's great. Yeah, she was so great, dude. Yeah, like I didn't think that I would give a shit about her as a character mm-hmm. from the previews or from even the beginning of the movie. I'm like, all right, this is just totally. But then, like, she turns into this badass, and it turns out, like, you find out in the movie that she was raised in that orphanage and right. was, like, abused there. And I'm like, oh, shit. A redemption arc. Yeah, it all Love comes it. together. And it was she like a, murders everyone. Yeah, so brutally when she's going ham and, like, just fucking people up. Yeah, I thought for sure in the trailers, because she's part of the team. She's the only one of that whole X-Force that does not die. Yeah. Um, and I thought she was, like, a write-off. Like, I'm just lucky. And I thought it was, like, a one line for the trailer, like, being lucky is not cinematic. Slow mo car. Yeah. Yes, it is. But she's actually like a pretty good character. Yeah, she uh, was really good. Yeah, very charismatic. I thought she was great. I and, would, I'd be on her team. And she was just that voice of like, God, what was, what did she, there? Was, she was just that like voice of reason when people were just making terrible jokes. At one point, wasn't she's like, Oh yeah, I yeah, should have gone to college. Like, should, yeah, so that kind of stuff. Yeah, like uh, this is where my career ended up. Basically, like that shit made me laugh. Right. There's like a scene where they're the scene where they're uh, it's like her and Cable and Deadpool and Darpender mm-hmm. in the taxi going to the orphanage. Oh yeah. And literally, that's the one time Josh Brolin smiled. By the way, yeah. He, like tried to insult Deadpool, and then he just kind of like, uh. he just like <laughs> grinned. Yeah. Uh, which I thought was very subtle and very <laughs> like, nice. Got you. Yeah. And it wasn't even a good joke. <laughs> you know, it wasn't. Like, it was. Yeah. It was great though. Yeah, uh, love Josh Brolin in this movie. Uh, favorite character besides Deadpool or so? So Domino's up there for me. Um, Darpinder's great, dude. Dude, he's so I subtle. I love him. Yeah, um, I do think they overplayed him a little bit, but I like him a lot. He was in a film called uh, Oh shoot, something required. Uh, I'm gonna look it up real quick. Can Reservations you required. No, no. Um, uh, 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 let's see. There's gonna be a couple Googles. Yeah, what could it be? Could it be penile enhancement required? Definitely not that. Could it be cab fare required? It was called no something required. 
Sean, if you're listening, I don't know if Sean... No pants required. Our, pa- our patron, Sean, uh, who's been with us since almost day one, uh, turned me on to this movie many years ago. Oh, yeah? So I just need to look up... Do- oh, it's Dopinder. Look at that. No. No AR. No driver's license required. No, one word. No massage required. Maybe I'm wrong. Keep, keep saying things. Uh, let's see. No jean jacket required. No, no shoes, no shirt, no pants. You're, going, you're adding more words. One, no, uh, shoot, I don't know, no iced tea required. Oh, it's called safety not guaranteed. <laughs> no safety required. It's called safety not guaranteed. All right. It's a great movie. He plays a dude called Arno. Yeah? Um, and he's very funny in that, too. Okay. He's just like, he's got that likability about him and like that kind of like awkward, nerdy virgininess. Definitely. Um, he's like the hapless sidekick. Yeah. So good. Um, so there's whole thing in this movie is like he's got no confidence and he like. And at one point he's like, I want to become a contract killer. Right. Also, oh, this dude is in, in Safety Not Guaranteed who is in Tully. Okay. Uh, sorry. Yeah. With the eyebrows. With the eyebrows. Eyebrows yeah. guy. Yeah. Yeah. We need to talk about that guy's eyebrows. Mark Duplass. That's yeah, right. Pull yeah. up his eyebrows. Sure, Can you sure. just pull up his face? Yeah. Let's talk about this guy's face. Sure, sure, sure. Was it him or was it his brother? No, the, that was him. Cool. Here you go. That's a photo for you. Yeah. Come on. That, that man's eyebrows are simply unreasonable. Your computer. It's just not having. I can't. This is broke. Yeah. Yeah, so if you look the one, our right, his left, his left eyebrow, higher, yeah. but it's not even as bad then. Like there's scenes, you just Google him and then eyebrows. Maybe it's like the opposite of wine. Like it's worse. Because this was a, this is many years ago. Maybe. Maybe his face is shrinking. It gets farther with age. <laughs> His eyebrows right are there, separating. Mm-hmm. He usually that's like that's like his thing. Like Mark Duplass, I've seen mostly in supporting roles. So when we saw him in Tully, is he's just still a supporting role? Yeah. No, he totally was. Never mind. Google him and eyebrows. Maybe there's like some dope memes. Let's see. Let's. We're going off the rails here in the danger zone. Mark Duplass eyebrows images. Yeah, there's. <laughs> I mean, there's just you know just normal stuff, I guess. Is it? He does kind of look like a rapist there. Oh, that's not a good look at no. all. Don't look at me like that, Actually, Mark. like most of the time, I think he looks most of the pretty time meh. Look, yeah. Like, like just a normal dude. There's got to, yeah. Though, look at that one right there, bottom left. Prime oh, example. Yeah, that's that's true. That's how he looked in Tully. Oh, interesting. I've actually never known. So he's got something of like a, uh, uh, like half of what Forrest Whitaker rocks. Maybe. Like you can see his whole eye is kind of. Bro. Yeah. Did he have a stroke or something? Because it was not like that. You're about to be the biggest dick because he might have actually had a stroke. Too much dead time. <laughs> oh no, I might have been making jokes about a stroke. You guy. can, I think you can do that. That's that's fine. Like if I had a stroke, I'd be fine with people kind of making it, like you know, a little bit. Yeah. It seemed well. No, it seems like he did not. Okay, but it doesn't seem like his face always did that. No, it does not seem that way. So I don't. I don't Stop know, looking man. at it. Yeah, like you should make that your, your you computer in. wallpaper every time. Uh, you look yes, you just see Mark Duplass. Yeah, just kind of. Yeah. Um, so the music in this movie is the last thing I would touch on. It was fucking phenomenal. And the, you know, that song at the very end where that was the In a Day or Two. Yes. That was the actual band that did that song. That no. Was, that, yep. That was um, know that. because I've listened to that. It's an acoustic, like unplugged version that they did. And it's really good. What song is that? Um, Take On Me. Yes. Um, you should pull that song. It's not Aha. Uh-huh. I don't know who did it. Just Google. No, it's definitely okay. 
It's Take On Me, and it's by somebody. Pretty sure it's AHA. Yeah. But, but I, I typed AHA, so maybe it's not. No, no it, it is. totally is. But yeah, there's the, that, that version was the actual band. I've heard it. Yeah, MTV Unplugged. Wow, so they, I mean, they're most famous for their more upbeat version. Yeah, but dude, the the Unplugged version, I've always loved it. And when I heard it playing, I was like, dude, this is such a perfect song for this moment because that song takes on such a different character. Yeah, dude, the lyrics hit real hard. Yeah, like you really absorb the lyrics and you get a such a, a deep vibe. Like yeah, it, no, was it was such a perfect song for that moment. Yeah, I've never heard that song versus, like, not versus, where I've only... Like, I've never heard all the lyrics. It's always just been like... Yeah. It's like, which is cool. It's really catchy. It's a good pop song, but it's the lyrics are pretty deep, dude. They're, yeah. They're kind of sad. Like, it's legit a really good song. Yeah. So I was super yeah. stoked that they... Because the whole movie was was ripe with, like, 80s music, mm-hmm. and there was even, like, the the standing... What was it? Uh, Say Anything? With the uh, uh, John Cusack when he had the boombox? Oh, sure, sure, sure. Did I don't it know. say anything? No. But it was a movie. Yeah, what the fuck was that called? But anyway, they yeah. kind of recreated that scene, and totally. there was just some of the music was great. Mm-hmm. And fucking Deadpool and Colossus snuggling. Yeah. Because, like, Deadpool kind of sexually assaults him. He just like, grabs his ass. Like, six or seven times in yeah. this movie. Yeah. It's so funny. Yeah. Oh, my God. We should play him out with a little bit of that aha song. The the version from the movie? Yeah. Sure, it's going now. That sounds great. Cool. Uh, this is good. Let's. You want to let it sit for just a second? Yeah. It's lovely. So good. Uh, maybe we'll uh, let's yeah, let's just drop our theme song this week at the end. Let's yeah, just let's play this song. Play this out, man. Let's let as much as the song. Sure, I'll just play. play it, I'll play it to the end from here. Um, in the meantime, thanks for tuning in. If you're on Patreon, we got bonus content your way this week. Uh, thanks for listening. My name is Max Minardi. My name is Johnny Summers. This has been our breakdown of Deadpool 2. Feel free to hit us up again on the social medias at Fresh Hop Cinema. Email us at fhccast@gmail.com. Uh, please follow us and like our stuff. That would make us feel really good. Um, until also, next touch my butt. Touch his butt like you are Colossus. Like you are Deadpool. He is your Colossus, is what I meant to say. Touch my butt. It's no better to be safe than sorry. And I'm taking me.
Thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you very much. Wonderful.